This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a new Marine base opens on the island of Guam with help from a U.S. ally. State Department employees suffering from a mysterious condition now have an avenue for financial help. And Veterans Affairs gives us the latest update on its battle against veteran homelessness. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Marines opened their first new base in 70 years last week on Guam. The Pacific Island will eventually host 5,000 Marines. Japan helped pay for Camp Blas in order to move the Marines off the Japanese island of Okinawa. A Marine Corps press release said the base officially opened last Thursday. It's part of the national defense strategy to strengthen strategic forces in the Indo-Pacific region. The decision to move the Marines to Guam was part of a 2012 bilateral agreement between the U.S. and Japanese governments. The Navy closed down four dry docks in Washington state after a study determined they were at risk for earthquake damage. A recent study of seismic activities and its effects in the area found vulnerabilities at the shipyards. A Navy statement says work at the dry docks will be paused while a team of experts evaluates the risks. The dry docks are located in Bremerton and Bangor and serve as fast attack and ballistic missile submarines. The two shipyards are close to a major fault line that runs from Canada to California. The State Department outlines how employees suffering from so-called Havana syndrome can qualify for compensation. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The State Department has finalized a rule implementing the 2021 Helping American Victims Affected by Neurological Attacks, or Havana Act. The final rule specifies employees are eligible for compensation if they experienced an anomalous health incident that led to a brain injury and required at least 12 months of medical treatment. The condition first emerged in 2016 with 40 U.S. Embassy staff in Havana, Cuba, reporting dizziness, tinnitus, visual problems, vertigo, and cognitive problems. Those same symptoms have since been reported by personnel in China and other overseas posts. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Agencies have had mixed success in increasing federal workforce diversity. That's according to the Government Accountability Office's latest report on diversity, equity, inclusion, and... That's according to the Government Accountability Office's latest report on diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. GAO says the intelligence community, for example, has somewhat closed workforce diversity gaps, but the proportions still fall below agency benchmarks. Additionally, a gender pay disparity still exists in the federal workforce, but it's lower than the nationwide pay gap. And although agencies exceeded goals for hiring people with disabilities, the workforce turnover is high. GAO says agencies should work to enhance accountability for their DEIA workplace goals. Most chief human capital officers say their agency is successfully hiring recent grads. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman explains. The majority of agency Chicos say student and recent graduate hiring authorities help improve candidate quality, but only half say that the authorities help with hiring timeliness. That's according to a survey from the Merit Systems Protection Board. 
The MSPB adds that the most common federal hiring challenges include convincing hiring managers to use new authorities, as well as the length of the hiring process and competition with the private sector. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Veterans Affairs Department provided permanent housing to more than 40,000 veterans experiencing homelessness in 2022. That surpasses the VA's year-end goal by more than 6%. The agency helped veterans find affordable housing through subsidies and also by reuniting them with family and friends. The VA says the total number of veterans experiencing homelessness has decreased by 11% since January 2020. The total number of homeless veterans since 2010 has decreased by more than 55%. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency lays out plans for a key public-private partnership in 2023. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the details. CISA's Joint Cyber Defense Collaborative will lead efforts to update the National Cyber Incident Response Plan this year. The plan lays out roles for both agencies and private sector organizations when responding to a major cyber crisis. The JCDC will also focus on securing open-source software used in industrial control systems. The collaborative, which includes CISA, other agencies, and major tech and cyber companies, will convene to kick off its 2023 agenda in the coming weeks. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. There's a new lawmaker in charge of a key cyber panel. New York Republican Andrew Garbarino will serve as chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee's Subcommittee on Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Protection. Garbarino served as ranking member of the subcommittee during the last session of Congress. He says he'll focus on working closely with CISA and on strengthening partnerships between the public and private sectors. Meanwhile, House Republicans on the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee are filling out more leadership positions. Congressman Scott Perry will oversee federal building issues as chairman of the Subcommittee on Economic Development, Public Buildings, and Emergency Management. Perry says his priorities include holding the Biden administration accountable and avoiding wasteful spending. Congressman Daniel Webster will serve as chairman of the Subcommittee on the Coast Guard and Maritime Transportation. And FEMA picks a familiar face to be its new CIO. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Charlie Armstrong is coming back to the Homeland Security Department. The longtime technology executive who spent more than 30 years with the Customs and Border Protection Directorate is the new chief information officer at FEMA. Armstrong left government in 2016 after serving as the CBP CIO for seven years. Since leaving government, he's run his own consulting firm. Armstrong replaces Latwita Hutchinson, who left in April after three years as FEMA's CIO. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eric White. 